All right, everybody, on this episode of the Paranormal Mind podcast, and I can't even talk right now, we're going to be talking about the Baton Rouge. What was that? <laughs> this mic. <laughs> Thought you had a little bit of gas going on there, buddy. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Baton Rouge serial killer. Awesome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paranormal Mind Podcast. Dude, you always... I've got PTSD with this. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You're going to be sleeping at night, sound asleep? I know, man. I already... Like I said, I have PTSD from this stuff. No. (laughs) I knew that was coming. But anyway, how's it going, man? How's everything? Oh, dude, it's going. It is going. You know, you know as well as I do. It's oh, yeah, the stresses busy. of life, yeah. the, the busyness of life. But you know what, man? We, so for people out there that are listening and that are watching the uh, video podcast, which if you want to watch the video podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash or slash, as Mandy would yeah. say. Slash um, searchers believe that's right. That that is the one. Yeah. So go there and you can join our Patreon. We're doing a lot of things really. That's going to be, uh, I think, game changing for us this year. We, for sure. We're we're producing a lot of really cool shows that's going to be coming out, which we can't really say too much with that yet. But we're producing some shows. We're producing extra content for searchers. Um, we're taking lights out our, our production company to a whole new level. So there's a lot of really cool things, um, that we're going to be making updates on and you will find out first on Patreon. So yep. again, like I said, go to patreon.com slash searchers believe and support us. Even if it's, you know, a few bucks, every little bit helps more than you guys know Yeah, to continue doing what we're doing. And again, we do all of this stuff for all of you. So um, we appreciate y'all, but you know, we mentioned on our social media earlier today that we have a new member of searchers. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of really interesting guesses. Yeah, with that, everybody right? was like, it was like naming off names and we're like, you're never going to guess yeah, what this is. There's no but, way you're going to know. Yeah. You're never going to guess. It's just, it is what it is. So what we announced is we have recently purchased an RV. Yep. And the reason why we did that is because the amount of travel that we do with all of the production equipment that we have, uh, we're spending hundreds of dollars to check all of that equipment onto the airplanes to go and travel. And the amount of money that we spend on that will be better utilized by just making a monthly payment, taking all the gear with us consistently and being able to go and produce more content for you guys, which is ultimately what the goal has been all yep. along anyway. Gives us a little more flexibility to be able to uh yeah, make uh make more projects happen, if you will. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we're making some moves to where, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of this. So yeah, we needed to take some steps to make sure that we were moving in the right direction and were able to, I guess, have the workload to be able to, because, yeah. I mean, people don't realize sometimes you you lose luggage, they lose luggage. And if we lose one of our cameras, be catastrophic. that is catastrophic. That's thousands of dollars yeah. just in one camera. That it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I'm really excited to have this new member of the <laughs> of the searchers team of the lights out yep. uh, team. And that was a group effort with lights out, Mandy with Josh. Yep. And, you know, I'm just a small part to play in that. But still, you know, I think it's something that's going to be really good for us. I'm excited and we're going to be taking the new member out that's uh, right. in a couple of weeks to go and film. Yep. I'm, I want to say too that we're, you know, we're thankful to even be able to do that and to also have people that are willing to like come along with us and help us and assist us in the background on, you know, filmmaking and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a lot of work involved. Yeah. With the workload, like without having extra cameramen, without having it's people struggle. behind the scenes, you can't do it alone. It is like, a struggle. And the more work that we've been taking on lately, there's no way that just you and I could do it. Oh, there's I mean, no way. Yeah, no way that we could much. do this ourselves. And we kind of knew that going into it. So, yep. But anyway, we're going to jump into this really crazy ass story, man. <laughs> it is um, the Baton Rouge serial killer. And you better strap in, buddy. <laughs> Buckle up. Because this is uh, pretty crazy. It's a roller coaster right out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're diving into the twisted tale of Derek. Todd Lee, also known as the Baton Rouge serial killer. This guy was operating in the shadows from 1992 all the way up to 2003. And the story of how he was caught is just as wild as the crimes he committed. Okay. So this is pretty recent. And yeah. I don't know if you've heard uh, the story in the news, but it was a pretty big deal. Really? Yeah. So Derek Todd Lee, this cat starts off on the radar for some pretty heinous Acts, stalking, peeping through windows, the whole creepy oh, package. Yep. But what's really mind-blowing is that the police had him all wrong from the jump. And this is this is the wild part. Whenever I was doing the research with this, this is one of the wildest parts. They're out there looking for this white dude, okay? Oh, I do yep. remember this. Because of some off-base FBI profile right, and right. eyewitness accounts. So there were people saying, hey, this guy's a white guy. The, yeah. the FBI profile had it all wrong. Weird. Lee, being a black man, flew under the radar because of this massive mix-up. That is crazy. What's insane is that the killer is hiding in plain sight because the cops are looking in the complete opposite direction. Now, here's where it gets even crazier, right? This guy's method of operation wasn't your run-of-the-mill serial killer MO. He's snatching cell phones, not leaving a trace at the scenes. And two of his victims are found at this boat launch spot, yeah. which just adds to the eerie factor, right? So it makes you wonder, what was this guy really up to? And because of the initial screw-up in profiling him, the police are out there DNA testing every white guy they can find. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, you're white. We're going we're gonna to get your DNA. 
Hey, you, Billy, come here. <laughs> hey, Bobby Joe, come here. Take are, this are we going to say all, are, are we going to say every every typical white person? That, hey, Chad, Steve. <laughs> hey, Thaddeus. Well, no, I don't well, know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wilbur. Okay, I'm done. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, Josh. Oh, come on. All right. So, um. They're DNA testing every white guy they can find while Lee's just walking around free. It's like, hey, y'all do your thing. Could you imagine being him and like seeing it on the news and being like. Well, he's probably thinking, man, you guys are idiots. Yeah. You dummies. Or on the flip side of that, though, you think about he's taking the cell phones up. He's trying not to leave a trace at all. Like, he's, he's probably thinking, man, I'm doing an excellent job, you know, because these jokers don't even. These jokers think. I'm a different skin color altogether. They're looking for, you know what I mean? Golly. They're looking for somebody completely different. Crazy. All right. But the tide turns when the cops finally get a DNA lead that points to Lee being the guy. How that happens, I'm not sure. All right. This is uh, after they've already wasted time and resources barking up the wrong racial tree. Then there's this hero moment with Diane Alexander the only known survivor who almost gets taken out by Lee. She provides a crucial description that leads to a sketch, and bam, the pieces start falling into place. Oh, dang. Lee's capture is unbelievable. The police in Zachary, Louisiana, put two and two together from a Peeping Tom report and link it to Lee. They've got his DNA on file from a previous case, you know, from all the right, other crap he right. was doing. And when they run it, it's a match. It's game over for Lee. But the aftermath is just as twisted, okay? Diane Alexand- Alexander, excuse me, Diane Alexander. Let Diane me, let me start over. <laughs> Diane Alexander, uh, the one, the, the almost victim. All right. Thinking she's about to get a reward for helping Nab Lee, gets the cold shoulder from Lafayette Crime Stoppers. They tell her she's not eligible because of some fine print. Oh, my God. Talk about adding insult to injury already, which is crazy. And then then you wonder why people don't come forward with stuff. It's because they always get this, uh, well, you know, are you telling the truth? How did you know this? Uh, We're not going to give you the reward because of this or that. So Lee's trial is another saga altogether. He's got a low IQ. (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) Yeah. But not low enough to avoid trial. They they determine. Right? Oh, dang. That's yeah. crazy. He gets convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of Charlotte Murray Pace. Okay. And uh, who was one of several victims linked to him by DNA. And just when you think you've heard it all, there's this bizarre crying baby rumor that pops up, making people think Lee was using recorded baby cries to lure the victims. <laughs> Turns out that's just urban le- legend stuff, and it shows how fear and paranoia are right. running high. That's crazy. Derek Todd's Derek Todd Lee's story is a wild mix of police blunders, a survivor's courage, and a serial killer's reign of terror finally coming to an end. It's a chilling reminder of the darkness that can lurk in the most ordinary places and the lengths it takes to bring justice to light. So... I was. I remember this story. I remember hearing about it, and this was some a little while ago. Yeah, but it blows my mind. This is just one of many cases now. Like, if you think about, you have all these 
these wild goose chases that these police right. go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many of them are not solved at all that people are running free or people who are wrongly convicted? I mean, for the longest time, they were going after a bunch of these white dudes. <laughs> Turns out it's a completely different guy, yeah, right? Yeah. But you, you, it makes you wonder how how many of those are going right. on. I, I watched this uh, Netflix documentary recently. I think it's called um, American Shoot. American Ooh, uh, Nightmare. Did, yeah, American yeah, yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. It's where this this girl and um, this girl gets kidnapped from her house, right? Yeah. And her boyfriend was there with her. They get tied up and everything. Right. right? And the stories are kind of odd and weird. And so they immediately start thinking, okay, she's disappeared, right? Right. They're thinking it's the boyfriend. He did something with right, her. Right. Yeah. He's like prime suspect, right? And he's like, dude, I was drugged. I was drugged. And uh, there's some weird stuff going on. They, they said uh, that it was intended for my ex-girlfriend, not for her. And they took her. What the heck? So the police were like, we know that you did it. We know we, we can paint you to be a monster. We know that you did this. And he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I didn't do anything. A few weeks later, she pops up. Oh, my God. At her family house. And she wa- so then they're thinking, okay, well, she planned this. She's behind this in some way, right? Right. And is that a ghost? Is that a ghost <laughs> cough? It's producer Mandy in the house, y'all. <laughs> Out of out of all out of all the entrances you can make, (laughs) and it's a muffled cough, Mandy, and you know that we're going to call you out on that. I know know. that, and we appreciate that. that. True, but we didn't hear that. We just heard the muffled (laughs) cough. She has been congested for weeks now. No, it's all good. We're just messing around. I know, I know. We're just messing around, but but anyway. So the the girl, uh, she pops up at her family home, four hundred miles away, four hundred miles away from her house. Oh like, my god! Right, like walking in front of her house nonchalantly, like nothing, nothing happened. Ever walked happened. into the door, whatever. And then the police are like, "Okay, she's behind this. There's something going on with that." Well, I mean, uh, and, yeah. And she's like, she starts opening up and saying that, you know, I was taken, I was raped, and all this stuff, right? And they're like. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. And you happen to show up at your family home. Right, right. Come to find out, her and her boyfriend were telling the truth. And these stupid idiot <laughs> law enforcement over there, I'm not saying every single right, one of, of them course. are, but over there, they're like, <laughs> they're like, uh, how weird though. They're like, there, there were so many incon- inconsistencies with the law enforcement. Right. Like, um, the guy that that took them was like ex-military, all that stuff, and said that um, his intended target was the guy's ex. ex. Well, uh, one of the uh, FBI agents was dating the ex and was involved what? in the case. Oh, my God. There was a bunch of weird shit going on with that. But So did again, the guy like let her go, or did she get... Free. He he let her go. He said it's time for you to go home. Like they they received a voice message that said, "Hey, um, it said her name. This is me. Yeah, um, I've been kidnapped, but I'm okay." And she seemed real calm. So they were thinking she's got something to do with this, right? 
But come to find out, she had nothing to do with it. She was drugged at the time. It was, you got to go watch it. It's American Nightmare. But the reason why I bring that case up is because how many of these cases where people are coming out um, telling their truth, and and there's a lot of people saying, you're full of crap. Right. This is why people don't come forward, because they have people scoffing at them saying, yeah, you're, yeah. you're full of shit. You're, you know, you, it's unfortunate, honestly. Yeah. So this story struck me because I'm like, man, there's, I, and then there's quote unquote eyewitness accounts of man. Yeah. I saw this white dude going over. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a white dude. And then they have a, a <laughs> FBI profile that it's a white wow. dude. comes to come to find out it's a black guy that, um, has, a track record of, of all of it of yeah. crimes, you know, <laughs> anyway, but anyway, that's the Baton Rouge serial killer story. You know, it's just more, it's more evidence that like, you want to think that the FBI and, you know, all the cops and, you know, any of protect and serve stuff, uh, is like, they got it together and they got like, there's all these like, sciences to figuring out like who yeah dna and 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 now with technology like you can track but things almost so simply fall through the cracks even still and that's wild man absolutely wild yeah but it's yeah but this sounds like he didn't even realize it no so the fbi (laughs) agent didn't even know like the x had nothing to do with it didn't connect the dots yeah other than she was the intended target for whatever reason the guy had been tracking for a while yeah it's weird it just like the the entire story there's a lot of like i said there's there's a lot of good in every profession and then and then you've got these people that don't know their head from their ass yeah most, most of the time but it's sad because it just makes you wonder. Stories like this make you wonder, like, how many cases are out there where people have gotten it wrong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that you can kind of get a good idea of that when you look at, like, missing persons cases and stuff and the amount of those that exist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a uh, – and I can't really say much about it, but there's a family friend that disappeared for a while and mm. just popped back up. They found him. Dang. Can't really go yeah, much more yeah, into no, that. That's, that's that's fine. But yeah, there there was a lot of people that were like, "Where the hell is this guy?" And thought something really bad happened to him. All of a sudden, they find him, and that is crazy all as man. well. That is but crazy. It's just a bunch of weird stories. You know, like, like when that. they go missing, like the first twenty four hours of them missing yeah, is like, are crucial. The yeah, first forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah, they have the whole show about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like like there's a countdown, and then after forty eight hours, the chances of finding uh, or right. getting any information is. I also think getting there, like, don't you yeah. have to wait like twenty four hours before you can even say that they're missing or something? And certain and, 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 and certain states, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it's yeah, crazy, man. It but crazy. That, that's the case. That's the case of the Baton Rouge serial yeah, killer. That's wild. Um, but you know, again, I've said this before. But like on on our podcast, we'll talk about paranormal stuff, but we really dig the true crime type stuff too, because like they're they're just as strange and unusual yeah, as some absolutely. of the ghost stories that we absolutely. talk about. Absolutely, life is always stranger than you would think. Yep. But anyway, thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Paranormal Mind Podcast. And until next time. Oh, not until next time. No, no, no. Uh, 
want to say thank you real quick. <laughs> That's a real bad Boom. segue. Uh, we'll, we'll need to piece this together a different way. But uh, we say this all the time. That's why I didn't really think about it. But thank you to Horn Paranormal, which is our sponsor for season two. Woo! <laughs> I was waiting. God, that was a little... That was a little um, delayed on my part. And, and we bring them up a lot. Every time that we say something like we're doing a giveaway this month or whatever, it's all because of Horn Paranormal. They they make all of that possible. Right. Um, the event that we have in Virginia City in April, they cranked out, what, 25 uh, SLSs, yeah. really cool paranormal equipment gear that we're able to give to the first 25 ticket holders. It's so, crazy. Shout out to them. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing as well. So, Agreed. Go check out Horn Paranormal, hornparanormal.com for all of your paranormal equipment needs. And if you don't want to go there, you can go to searchersbelieve.com. Yep, we, we, ha- we have all of their stuff on there too. So, But thank you all for listening to the podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya.